A consistent body care routine is a really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin. It actually boosts our mental health, too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skin care is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome to another episode of From the Heart. <laughs> I can't believe we did that in one take. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Thank you. You well, welcome yourself to from the fart. Are are you hosting today, or am I hosting today? Maybe we can switch around a little bit. Oh my god, are we co-hosts? We're co-hosting. This is my dream. It's everybody's dream for us to have a podcast together. <laughs> everybody's dream. Can we start one? <laughs> It is everybody's dream. Every time you come on the show, people ask, why don't you have a podcast together? Oh. With all the time on our hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why don't we do that? Why don't we? Why don't we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since we had a From the Fart podcast. <laughs> and as we were reading questions just now, someone wrote to Olivia, please don't laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it started out really bad. It started out really bad. And I'm like, that's such a good sign that we have so much fun when we record these podcasts. Like, it's not like we have no filter. Mm -hmm. So apologies to that person, because we're going to laugh a lot. (laughs) But that's why I'm wondering, actually, genuinely, why people would want to listen to us talking. Because you say that every time. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just a lot of laughing. And I don't know, for me, it feels like just a random conversation. So it's just weird. (laughs) It is a random conversation. But you're kind Kind of, you are like the the accidental influencer. (laughs) (laughs) You are. Do you Mm. feel? Can you please? Okay, wait. We're gonna talk about how you feel from the heart and from the fart and everything. But can you tell the story about how you were discovered by your neighbor as an influencer? (laughs) No. What if they listen? You <laughs> they don't listen. It's so funny. <laughs> no, I don't know what, what happened. We were randomly um, t- sitting outside one day. We, we are really close with our neighbors in Sweden, especially after COVID, because that's the only people we <laughs> hung out with for a whole year. Yeah. So uh, we were just hanging out. But um, I mean, we never spoke about social media or anything like that. So You're incognito I, I was in your neighborhood. Yeah. Totally incognito. Yeah. And then a sister of my neighbor was there just visiting and she starts uh, talking about, you know, being an influencer and what was that like. And I thought uh, maybe they they knew that I was friends with a bunch of influencers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was just um, asked, like trying to figure out how you guys would feel being influencers <laughs> and ask, and answering that way. And then she's like... No, but I mean, like, you being an influencer. <laughs> and it got so awkward. Um, the best thing of hearing this story is Patrick saying, your face got so red. 
You're like discovered as an influencer by the neighborhood. The secret's out, Olivia. But, and also, I really wanted to keep it a secret because I was planning for the home birth. And I thought maybe it's better, you know, I, I'm speaking about it pretty openly on my social media. And then I thought it's better if the neighbors don't know that I'm actually planning this home birth. Because it will be awkward the night that I'm like, okay, bye, I'm going to go give birth and just don't listen to what's going on in the house. <laughs> but then I, yeah, the art or the the post in Blog Bevakning, a Swedish blog, was out. Isn't it the, Swedish, the biggest blog in Sweden? It's a blog about blogs. Is that the biggest? Probably. I, I think no so. Idea. It's a blog that talks about all the bloggers. Yes. Yeah. So my neighbor came to me and was like, yeah, I think I read about you in Blog Bevakning. <laughs> Are you like- going to have a home birth? <laughs> Are you going to give birth door to door, like right next door to me? Can you keep it down, please? (laughs) But let's talk about that because this is so, I mean, we we got a lot of questions about that too. You gave birth seven months ago. Yes. At home in your bathtub. Yes. Yes. And how did this decision come about and what's the general feeling in Sweden around home birth? Because it's different in every place, I feel. Well, it's very different or from person to person, I feel. But that's actually good that we talk about it. We haven't spoken too much about it because the initial idea came from you, from when you were expecting Lunis. I influenced you? Yeah, <laughs> totally influenced me. <laughs> but I felt at the time that I wasn't fully ready with Hunter. I really feel like if you want to go for a home birth, you need to feel 100% safe in that space mm. and with your decision and, and all that. And I don't have anything against hospitals so it's nothing you had a good birth in the hospital with hunter for the first one. yeah so uh so with hunter i chose to to do it at uh, at a hospital but uh then i you know the idea was always very appealing to me to to be able to do it at home where you feel yeah where you feel at home where it's cozy you don't have to go anywhere uh, during the whole labor uh, which is a big part of why I chose to do it at home no trap like no getting in a car no yeah. getting in a car yeah. you're just there listening to your own body what's going on and you're just going with the flow so um I started uh, investigating a little bit also another Swedish influencer uh, Asabia who another as in another in addition to you <laughs> to you to you to you <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> She influenced me too. Uh, Asabia. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, I was talking to her a little bit and she kind of pep-talked pep me uh, also. And I have a, an amazing husband who was really, really into it as well. So we contacted this midwife. We had a call with her, a, a video call, just to, to like not book her right away. But that was a, a call for us to get to know her and her to get to know us and see if she wanted to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> with us and that call was just amazing and we felt so so happy afterwards so we just decided let's let's do it and there's not so many options like in sweden sweden overall is not a home birthy country no not at all especially not before uh well, pandemic yeah. pandemic yeah so um Every midwife that I was talking to, they were kind of negative <laughs> to it. Mm. And I felt that vibe every time I brought it up. So for me, I didn't even want to talk about it with midwives, but like regular midwives, uh, because I knew that they were going to put me off a little bit. Uh, but I did. And What would they say? Like, it's not safe or it's not supported? Well, or? no, not like straight out like that, because I don't think they, they're supposed to do that. But mm-hmm. um, it's more like, oh... Oh, okay, you're, oh, you're, you're one of thinking those. <laughs> about doing that. Oh, uh, well, then you're on your own, basically. Like, you have to figure it out yourself. Um, <laughs> That's nice. I had yeah. a midwife, actually, who said, uh, who told me straight out, I do not recommend this at all. And is it okay if I follow up on your case and see if you chose to do it or not? What did I, you say? Uh, I said, yeah, feel free to do it. I mean... Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm totally this stuck here now. This is <laughs> I already see the title of the podcast, (laughs) Olivia, the accidental influencer. No, but it's so funny because then they start, they wrote about you in, in this big blog. Mm. Right. Mm. So then, and and I was reading, I hope you weren't reading those comments when you were pregnant, but I was reading those comments and it's like hundreds and hundreds of comments from people saying crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, no, uh, yeah. I mean, it's very provoking to many people, um, right? And I understand that it's fine. I really had to. Uh, I mean, I started reading. I just stopped 
<laughs> pretty fast because it just doesn't give doesn't a help. good vibe. No, yeah. but uh, I understand that it's provoking. I understand that you that some people have a completely different view on it, and that like if there is a risk that something's going to happen, why take it? I get it. I had you know made a good assessment of the risks I had so and I felt pretty safe if that if something happened I was close to a hospital and that we could like made it to be open mind discover discover yeah. this on time right but it's a different thing I think and I, I feel like a lot of people I don't think it's right discouraging people from wanting to explore a home birth no. you know and yeah. that was kind of the the intention I had too was like I really actually I was way more rigid than you I was like I really don't like the hospital mm. actually I really don't trust the doctors I don't want some man there telling me you know how to feel and what to do or push drugs on me I was really adamant to not go but I still had this open-mindedness of like of course if something goes wrong if something doesn't feel right like we'll go in and we're five minutes away so it's a different thing versus yeah. like being on a mountaintop somewhere going, I don't want medical attention no matter what. And I'm going to make sure I can't receive it. You know, there's mm -hmm. like, there's like a radical, which shouldn't be radical. Like every woman should get to decide for themselves. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of, of doing it the way you want to. Right. Because you're supposed to be the, the your own body's sovereign kind of. So how did it go? <laughs> tell that, tell that, tell the story uh yeah i mean it went so well it was amazing it was really i mean from from the moment we took the decision to do a home birth until uh, you know heather finally came it everything just felt super right and uh, the whole birth was really amazing mm. it was calm it f just felt like the most natural thing ever and you had the, the midwife came after how many hours so I started feeling that uh, it was probably, uh, it started for real when I went to bed around 10 and then I couldn't really sleep, you know, how, how you're excited and, and, and then the pain starts gradually mm -hmm. getting worse. But so I made myself some noodles there at uh, half past one in the middle of the night. Texting me. Texting yeah. you. And then around, I think around three, it started being very intense. And four, I had already, I wrote to my midwife before going to bed so that she would see this message before she would go to bed so that she knows that something is happening. So she, she was on high alert, but yeah, sleeping. And then at, at five, I told her, yeah, I would feel good now if you came. So she was there at six, I think. Yeah. But she wasn't so uh, active. Not at all. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know what was going to happen. But, I mean, I knew the, the basics. But I didn't know that she was going to be so hands-off, which was totally amazing. Amazing. And she, you know, she made sure with her presence that I felt safe, that I felt seen also, that, you know, like if there was something wrong, she would have seen it and it would have been okay. She came and she asked me, do you want me to, to make, um, uh, what do they call that when they just make the first analysis kind of, of, of like the, the sweep, listen, the no. listen to the heartbeat, the, uh -huh. um, all these things, see if you're open, how many centimeters you're open. So she asked me if I wanted her to do that. And I was like, yeah, aren't you supposed to? Kind of like, but she asked permission. It wasn't like it was like oh. if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And then and then that like started set the tone for the rest of the 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 labor because I was fully in charge. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, and that must be. I mean, I would imagine that's a big obstacle or a big reason to why women end up feeling powerless. It's like from the <clears> beginning, <throat> we're told you're not in charge. Yes. You know, already from the first moment you like find out you're pregnant, you mm -hmm. have to be in mm -hmm. instead of going to find support when we need it. And because we need it, it's almost like you're at the mercy of the system now mm -hmm. and you have to just listen to what other people tell you. Mm -hmm. And there's something that makes us feel also like giving birth is impossible or, you know, it's this horrible thing that mm -hmm. traumatic thing I have to get through versus I love that mm -hmm. midwifery of like you're empowered to do this. And mm -hmm. if you need help, here we are. Mm -hmm. How yeah. cool. It's it's super cool and it, yeah that's part of the reason I really wanted to do it uh, at home so that I would feel yeah I would have the space to to feel whatever I needed in the moment and not rely mm -hmm, only mm -hmm. on someone else around me. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. 
What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. Now Babbel has gifted me my own account and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. So yeah, then from from then on, you know, she just gave me some some breathing tips, um, Already on the phone when we spoke, when she was on her way, she was like, oh, I can hear that you're a little bit like breathing too fast. Like, are you cold? And I was actually cold. And that's because I was breathing a little bit too fast and uh, not uh, getting enough oxygen throughout my body. Mm. So she said, just breathe um, as quietly as possible and as slow as possible. And I started doing that. And I seriously started falling asleep during my contractions, which I thought was just like a dream scenario that. Hmm. Only this. that doesn't happen no <laughs> and I did that and it was just uh, really amazing and when she was about to come out then I started making a lot of noise though <laughs> uh, I don't know I you was, went to the bathtub I was in the bathtub from like four hmm. uh, and then Hunter woke up at seven then I got up and the contractions were really uh, intense. But as soon as he stepped into the room, they kind of just... <laughs> so amazing. I mean, how crazy is that? So I sat with him for a while and he was like helping me to push, he said. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so cute. He thought it wasn't weird at all. Like I was sitting there and just waiting for Heather to pop out. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then he was out the door. My, my father came to pick him up and he was out the door at... Uh, eight, I think, and then Hedda came at nine thirty. So. so at the moment he left the house, it was like, "Here we go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Here we go. How cool! I mean, that's like this. This yeah. just this primal reaction of the yeah. of the body. It's I like, wait, know. I gotta tend to someone now. I you know? heard them literally go out the door, and the midwife told me afterwards that right after that, she could see how my contractions just like <laughs> took off. Yeah, and then you pushed. And then I pushed and then with Hunter, my water never broke. And at the hospital, I was feeling like, okay, I'm going to like explode now. And then they were like, yeah, so your water didn't break already. Do you, do you, do you want us to break your water for you? And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. Like it didn't break already. I, I kind of forgot about it. That's why I'm about to explode. Yeah, you have to break it. And then when they did that, it went pretty fast after that. For Hannah's birth, I realized you don't have to break the water <laughs> at all. And uh, it works amazing, even if they come out, or even better when they come out in the, um, in, cool. the yeah. in the sack, because they're protected and the transition is so much smoother for them. And that's what she did. She came out with her head in her sack. <laughs> but I, I don't know, when I saw her head, I just got sidetracked I don't know I just started like laughing and was like oh my god <laughs> her head is here in my bathtub <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then I yeah I got distracted so my midwife was just sitting there filming and after a while she's like okay maybe I need to check here what's going on because you, you can't she can't be stuck there forever right so she just like took a hand and felt so that the shoulder wasn't stuck which it wasn't and then and then uh, she just took up the camera again and started filming and then I 
pushed her out. <laughs> and then she came. And then she came. Um, how many minutes from pushing her out in the bathtub until you stood on the lawn waving at the neighbors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, more than many minutes. It was just maybe a few hours. I know I just like soaked in the time. We stayed in the in the bathroom. We made a little bed there on the floor. We lied there and then we got up and we were on our porch. Um, just like, hello world. Hello world, yeah. here we are. Yeah. It's so amazing. And I, I love both of your birth stories. Like the first one is also so empowered and positive and like, like a good, really beautiful example of a, a beautiful empowered birth you can have at the hospital yeah. and this birth is so normal and unfussy <laughs> yeah. it's almost like yeah. mundane how you yes. gave, how you gave birth at home yeah. in the tub not with like a whole bells and whistles and like look at me and my home birth and this whole because I feel like a lot of people in the spiritual community are like that like yeah. this yeah. is the only way and it has to, you know it makes people who don't birth that way maybe feel lesser than but with you, it's just like, this is what I wanted and this is what I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 So amazing. It, it just felt like that. It felt so natural. I can't describe it with a better word than just natural, actually. Mm. It just... And I mean, this is what it was back in the day. It's like, yeah, kids would be present at the birth. Like when you're pregnant, you would just, yeah, go around the corner and birth your kid. And then there you are at the dining table. Like that's normal, you know? Yeah. And now it's been, you know, with the hospital... It's been removed. It's like you leave to give birth and you're gone for days and then you return and here's the baby. Mm -hmm. And I love that, just that, that it's regular life. Like it's just something you do. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So cool. But it's changing now. I mean, mm -hmm. the whole vibe around home birth in Sweden, especially, is changing. Hmm. A lot of good initiatives that just try to empower women to make informed decisions about mm, it. That they can choose. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Dennis and I were, <laughs> we were, I told Olivia very casually, like five days ago, I really want a baby now. And then something happened with the kids or something. I can remember we like lost track of our conversation. Uh -huh. And then three days later, you were like, wait a minute. <laughs> you, you, you casually just said you want to have a baby three days ago. Like, can we <laughs> yeah. talk about that? And I it still have the feeling. Nowhere. You still have the yes. feeling. Ooh. Maybe Hedda has influenced like influenced you. me. <laughs> We're all just influencing each other. I don't know what it is. I just suddenly have this feeling like, like I can't stop thinking about like a little baby. Like, or like when Leia was a little, like, I don't know if she's turning four. She really hit this transition of going from, from like, she's not, she's not a kid. I mean, she's yeah. a kid, but she's like so grown. No, they're so big now. They're so Andrea. big now. Yeah. They have such a, like adult conversations about mm -hmm. the world and each other mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. feelings and stuff. And it's like, wow, it's mm -hmm. a really far ways away from, mm -hmm. from, from a baby. So now you just put it out oh, there in the world. Too. I put it in the world too. Yeah. But Hey, everybody listening to this show knows that next week I probably changed my mind <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. But can you tell everyone listening, like, do you live in Aruba now? Do you, like what's going on? Are you here for the pandemic? Are you here because I nagged you to stay? <laughs> like, it's a big, big myth. Yeah. Every, I understand it. It looks uh, weird and very sudden. Everybody's like, how did you just suddenly move to Aruba? How do we, you have a house in Aruba all of a sudden? <laughs> we decided to go. So both Patrick and I are on parental leave, actually. I am working uh, part-time. Patrick is on parental leave. And we felt that if there's any time in our lives that we are able to spend like more than just a few weeks in Aruba on a vacation, it's now. Uh, so despite traveling during COVID and all that, we decided let's go and we stay there for, for a longer time. Hmm. I feel like that's, I don't know if it justifies it, but it's like traveling as a tourist, staying in hotels, being out and about, going for two weeks to have a vacation is different than choosing to relocate for several months somewhere, yeah. you know? Well, I, I mean, I would like to believe that. I'd, that I'd like to believe that. Yeah, also. No, I mean, of course, there's always a risk. We, <coughs> we chose to take it and that's, yeah, everyone can have their opinion about it, of yeah, course. But we, we did that and we uh, ended up staying much longer than we thought too because I'm able to work from a distance. It works good, uh, for now at least. And uh, we've rented out our house in Sweden. We have, we're in no hurry. And yeah, we have the possibility. We have family here. My family came also and stayed a few months. <laughs> it's amazing. So we were we actually had a, the most special time I think in our lives. This was 
really rare to have both our families here in Aruba mm-hmm. when our kids are so with small. With no stress. With no stress. Yeah. So, yeah, took that chance. Yeah. And now we are just uh, renting a house and building, I mean, not building, but um, f- putting furniture, making it in, into home so that we can uh, have a home here when we um, when we're here. Yay. Yay. That's so, I mean, to me, this is like the best thing ever. I've been so sick. So I really, I had this feeling of like, I was wasting the last month. You guys were going to be here because I was just home and miserable and you sad. You so miserable. So, how miserable was I? It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. I wallow also. I mean, this is like the first podcast in a month that isn't like, hi, welcome to From the Heart and everything is terrible. <laughs> So that's a good change but um no and I really remember like oh like I missed all this time and now they're just gonna go back and they're gonna go to Sweden and then Patrick texts in the group chat so uh maybe maybe we stay and I'm like that's not funny why are you trying to be funny why are you trying to like rub salt in the wounds you know I was like on the couch and then you did stay we did the best yeah the best it's the best yeah so maybe we go to Sweden together I want to do what you did. So people might be upset by that too. I don't know. Or if it's more okay because I'm Swedish. But we have planned to spend... We wanted to spend half a year. Actually, that was the plan to like do a pandemic relocation relocation for six months in Sweden and be in the forest and like, you know, see family and stuff like that. And then that didn't happen. But we're hoping we can go like knock on all the wood um, if things Mm -hmm. don't get worse that we can go and spend at least the summer. Yes. And, and see and Let's hug hope. some trees and swim in some cold yeah. waters. And that's the I dream. understand that you miss that being here, actually. The it's forest. been so long. Yeah. The forest, like mm. that feeling of just, mm. yeah, it's so special. Yeah. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard, and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Rituals multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hey, we got so many questions. I don't even well, know yeah, how we're going to get through dwelling these. On dwelling story. on our like <laughs> such a boring birth story at home. <laughs> I think it's so fun because a lot of people, this is like overwhelmingly the most asked question we both got on social media before this talk, which I think is a, it shows that people's minds are really here. A lot of people are asking, well, a lot of people were asking, do you have any tips for how to make new friends as an adult, which I think is a really interesting topic. And a lot of people were asking, how do you maintain friendship from afar? Yeah. And I feel with the pandemic, everyone's friendships, like so many people have friendships that are only afar now. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about that. I feel like we, some, some questions we get that people think we're experts on, but it just happens for us. And we yeah. don't put in like effort no. for stuff. I know. And this is to me, one of those things where like, I don't really know how to answer that because I don't have a recipe. No, my, my, the first thing that comes to, to my mind is to not put so much pressure on it, on, mm. on the friendship, you know, that you have to talk every day for it to be normal or, I mean, it's difficult. It is trickier to keep in touch all the time when you're from afar 
and from a distance during this pandemic, if, even if you're a in, in neighbor and you can't see each other. I mean, there's just, yeah, don't try to force it so much. That's what I would say. Uh, is and like maybe a, some maybe some friendships that feel forced feel forced for a reason. Yeah. You know, that could also sometimes sometimes be the case. But maybe people just have a hard time. I don't know if it's like, because I have certain friendships that I feel require effort. Mm. and certain friendships that are like i don't care if you and i don't talk for two months that rarely happens but it could happen and mm -hmm. then two months later it would be no difference mm -hmm. not all friendships are like that no it's true so i wonder what the if there's like a secret sauce <laughs> like it's like a little <laughs> or if it's more about finding people who are growing yeah. with you i think sometimes in relationships you just start growing in different ways mm -hmm. right or one person grows and the other person doesn't grow and then you start it starts feeling out of alignment and then it's like you have to force it you have to like Yeah, oh, I gotta call them again, and I gotta. Oh, we gotta make time again, and and yeah. some people you grow with, and then it's easy. Yeah, and some people like you need a break from. Not not that you need it, but maybe that even if you have a break and you have you have different things going on in your lives, mm -hmm. and then you meet all of a sudden like a few months later or maybe a year or two later, and then it's the best. Mm. So yeah, I think it's maybe from person to person and what type of person you are. Some also some people, I mean. I hate speaking on the phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a really bad thing if you want to keep in touch from afar. I don't like no. <laughs> talking. But you no and more. I rarely pick up the phone and call each no. other. Just like that. We, we, we text a lot. Uh -huh. And that's why it's good because you also like or voice texting message. or voice message. Yeah. But uh, I have other friends that would rather talk on the phone and they hate texting. And mm. it's, with them, it's much harder because you don't make... You don't have time with kids and different time zones. When or we FaceTime, we FaceTime because of the kids. Yeah, yeah. We don't FaceTime for each other. Each other. <laughs> no, never. We're like, oh wait, Hunties is here. Okay, Leia's here, and then they're like, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think also it's like maintaining, maintaining that contact makes it. You know, if I have a need or I'm going through something, I can call you anytime. If you have a need, you're going through something, you can call anytime. It's yeah. like it doesn't. We don't need permission to to reach out or, you know, yeah, and yeah, some yeah. friendships feel like that. Like, oh, I didn't call in a while, so mm. I can't call now. And then that's we true. stop reaching out and then it becomes like a vicious cycle. And yeah, you, that's true. You separate more and more. That's true. I also think that when you're <laughs> some with some people, when there's silence, you can start imagining things are happening that mm. are not happening, mm. uh, you know, so that's maybe important to talk about with friends if you're try to maintain your friendships from afar that silence doesn't have to mean anything bad right, right. Um, yeah but I think oftentimes if we have that feeling it is because there is something maybe unspoken yeah you, you think know? so yeah sometimes you can I don't know maybe because I would never like if you don't talk to me in a while I would I wouldn't get into my head and be like I wonder if Olivia is mad at me that never uh, occurs to me no, but, <laughs> well the other week for example when you were like hey Just so you know, like, I haven't been to the new house because I've been sick, you know, but I really want to come That's there. That's because Are you Dennis angry with me? told me. <laughs> Dennis came home from hanging out at Patrick and Olivia's house. He was like, just so you know, the Beaks told me they're very upset with you. You haven't been to see their house. <laughs> That motherfucker. And I was like, that doesn't sound like them. No, but I think it's sensitive because it's like a really big step in their lives. And you still haven't <laughs> made the effort to come. And I'm like on my deathbed. So I'm like, Olivia, are you upset with me? I didn't come. To that, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Thought didn't even cross my mind. Dude, my husband, he pretends he's all drama free. Sometimes he just stirs the pot for no reason. Like, <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, he learns. No, but from I that. normally, like, I would never. Uh, it never happens in my life that I go thinking, like, I wonder if we have something unspoken because we don't yeah, have yeah, unspoken yeah. things. But then I have other friends where, like, silence and I start thinking, oh, did I do something? Mm. And I think that thought or that feeling comes maybe because there is deep down you know mm -hmm. it doesn't mean okay. it's bad yeah. but maybe there's something maybe. you could air out but then or... the important thing is that you air it out then right like ask instead right. of wandering around and... and then oftentimes the other person but i had that feeling with you yeah you didn't answer that text yeah. and, and then it's like oh we're just missing each other exactly and it doesn't mean yeah. it's the end of the really it's just we're missing you. like we can be out of sync with people mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah But something that, um, like, I have a good friend of mine, my friend Michaela, who's mm -hmm. been a good friend of mine for years, and the pandemic brought us so much closer together. So I think there's examples of that, mm -hmm. too. I don't know if it's because I had more time and more space, but I start. We started. We st we started working out together on Facetime, which is something I would never in a million years do if it wasn't 
quarantine time. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we would do the class or a yoga class or whatever and, and do it on FaceTime sweating next to each other. So we're not talking, but it was like the feeling connection. of closeness and mm-hmm. connection without. Yeah. So sometimes getting creative, I think with the pandemic, we have to get yeah, creative and, and, you know, try mm-hmm. new things. Well, what about for the people who wrote like, I want to make friends <clears throat> or make a oh. new friend or make a friend yeah. that aligns more with who I am now. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. I mean, uh, neighbors. <laughs> You're like, here are my one new friend in the past year. <laughs> no, but I know. I mean, You're good at that. You're good at making new connections. Am I? Yeah. Really? But maybe you're more good at like networking and mingling and like mm. popping around. Popping around. Popping around. That's what that means. Glamour Popping around. No. Uh, yeah. You're I a good know. networker. That you are. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Everybody I mean, knows you. Probably. You know someone for everything. I do. I, oh my God. This is a. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just lost that a little bit now with like kids being my focus and I don't know I I guess I'm pretty social in high school I feel like there's like eight people who are like Olivia's my best friend <laughs> no, in high school yeah. not anymore no, but I mean like yeah you still have that like a lot of people look at you as like their closest person you know because you are good at making deep connections with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice at compliment. least that's how I see Thank you. you yeah you're also very good at you just think you're not I don't think I am at all. Dude, I have like two friends. <laughs> Me and Dennis. <laughs> you and Leia Luna. Yeah. Dennis is like on my shit list after Very he good. lied about your house. <laughs> no, I mean, I have like a handful of friends, but they don't change. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah true that's true. friends, core friends, they don't change. And then I have yeah. acquaintances, acquaintances and people I get to know, but they don't become deep no. friends it's like i have the ones i've had forever and that's it mm. yeah. but what i like about you though <laughs> you like something one, about one of the things I like about you. <laughs> in spite of everything <laughs> but you've really made an effort with like getting friends and connections and like deepening the the relationships that you have like it i really feel that you put some energy into them in the last year yeah yeah i have yeah I have. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for seeing that. But yeah. you've mentioned that to me before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I had a moment early pandemic where I where I just realized my priorities had been out of whack like mm. for a long time or where I felt I had been so consumed with work and somehow I created that and I made it the excuse as to why I couldn't be present in yeah. like things that were really important to me, you know. Like And Olivia knows this well. Like every time I would go to Sweden, my schedule would be so packed and so full of work and mm. interviews and s- photo shoots and stupid things that I would bundle my friends together to mm. check people off a list. So it would be like, you would go to dinner and there's like 10 people there from 10 walks of my life. And I'm like, I don't have time to see you, but I'm going to dinner with this person at seven. So if you want to join. Mm. And then suddenly we're sitting there having a great time because everyone's awesome. Mm. But it's like, I never made time for the deep one-on-one yeah. vulnerable because I didn't have time. Yeah. Like I made my life that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I, for a long time, I felt like I was a victim of this life. Like, oh my God, I have no control. I'm so busy. But I made that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that before the pandemic. Like, oh, I can change that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be that way, you know. But and that's I, the cool part, that you actually changed it. Right, right, right. And it didn't take a lot of... Not like something that took a lot of work. It was just a <clears throat> redistribution. A yeah, just mm. a shift of presence, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, everyone who wanted like the recipe for why we're, <laughs> why we're still friends. <laughs> why we're still friends. There is no it's reason. Just, we're, we're, we're the coolest. That's why. But, <laughs> this is the dorkiest yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we're so cool. Oh, my God. No, but a lot of people, though, asked also um, connected to the friendship part if we ever fight oh yeah and like how like connected to that is also a lot of questions were around uh jealousy with Mm -hmm. your your closest friends how do you manage that and do you do you have do you argue when you have different opinions whatever all these things there's a lot of questions around that yeah but maybe people are in general struggling with friendships and i think friendships are not super easy and of course the closest people are the ones you're gonna fight with fight the most, with the yeah. most. yeah you and i we fight so much 
<laughs> but this is a good question. When was the last time, have we ever fought? Someone asked, when was your last big fight? Like fight, fight, <laughs> like fight, fight. No, I don't think so. We've had arguments. I mean, arguments where we are, we are not from the same space and then, but I feel like we're pretty mature in that sense that we so mature. <laughs> talk about it then. And yeah, it doesn't it's, get it's, to a fight. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had moments at the end of like we worked together for a while with the nonprofit at the end of that. Yeah. Where there was just a lot of tension lot around of tension. me leaving and the tension created <gasps> not fights, but just some uncomfortable conversations that we had to have. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. 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 But I feel like it's I feel like it is a, a sign of our maturity that we made it through that without a dent, you know, that it wasn't something that affected our relationship yes. or impacted us in a negative way. It's like. We were Definitely. able to start working together, work together, and then stop working together. And it's good. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. We don't ever like pat ourselves on the back for yeah. that. <laughs> Do you hear that? This we're is a bad pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that is, that is good. Like sometimes, you know, we, we get to, we tend, this is a good question. Okay. This okay. reminds me of a good question I got. I wrote it down. We tend to focus a lot on the things that don't work. Mm -hmm. Right. So the things mm -hmm. that are hard or the people in our lives that bring a lot of drama, they take up a lot of space, right? Mental space. And we mm -hmm. think about them a lot. Someone asked me if Olivia is, if Olivia is really your best friend, how come you don't talk about her so much in your book? And I was like, oh, wow. oh, no one asked me that before. And I really thought about that. And I was like, well, that's true. Like you don't have your own chapter and you don't have like a huge yeah, Where's my chapter? Where's your chapter? And I sat with that for a while and it really resonated with me that it's because you are a steady simple uncomplicated secure place in my life oh. mm -hmm. so I don't have any drama to talk about and that book was all about drama and loss and grief and every chapter was about some sort of hardship and I don't have that with you and then I'm like but that's sad that because you're like in my life you're like the best you know you're like the best person you know who's like does so many good things, has such an amazing presence and gives me so much. But then I tend to focus on the things that don't work, you know, mm. I'm like, I should have given a chapter like side note. Here's the person who works in my life. Like this functions well, <laughs> side note, <laughs> side note. But it's not that sometimes the things that are easy, it's like they don't become as interesting or as like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel the same way sometimes? Or is that a Rachel trait? Uh, I think it's a Rachel trait to like, see the hard yeah yeah I think so or, or at least like yeah but I'm maybe that's why we work so well because I'm the opposite <laughs> right you're like look at the good stuff there's nothing bad in the world a bit, a bit too much to the other side I mean uh, yeah maybe that's why we don't fight maybe that's why we don't fight yeah I don't know I am very good at focusing on the positive sometimes I need to allow myself to be sad for something before I, you know just like I don't really see things in a negative way and then and then so, and then all of a sudden I I feel sad or something is wrong or off and then it takes a long time for me to actually dig into that and see what what Why? that is yeah. yeah because I've been so focused on what's actually working and I shouldn't be complaining or I shouldn't be you know unhappy I'm so grateful I'm, and I have so many yeah, blessings exactly all of that I have so many like good who friends am I to feel sad family. when everything is so okay yeah yeah <clears throat> that can be dangerous also That's i mean it's a beautiful yeah. trait to have yeah but um we were talking about that around your like in your astrological chart yeah you have some aspects around mercury and around the moon and like a tendency to rationalize your feelings yeah, sometimes definitely. to like gloss over gloss them over yeah and how is that do you feel like i i mean it looks like from the outside as like you are a more feeling in a more feeling place now than compared to like a couple of years ago Hmm. has having kids made you yeah definitely yeah. having kids is doing something with your emotional life i mean probably it's also physical because there's so many hormones but i think those hormones help you tap into certain energies and certain things hmm. so definitely getting a family and building a family and having hunter and hedda has done something to me in that regard i do yeah some, I asked my sister a, a while back, like, do you, do you think I live in a bubble or is my life actually pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> what did 
<laughs> but she's like, ah. <laughs> well. Like, am I making this up in my head? Is it this great? Is yeah. it like this? Okay. Like, is it? Or am I just like not in tune at all with mm. my feelings? Um, and like, ha do I have a lot of work? Sometimes I get super insecure. If I'm, am I missing out on work I'm supposed to do on myself? Or like, is life allowed to be this good? Yes. Like, am I? Can I give myself permission to enjoy and appreciate my life? That's that's hard, also hard that, thing. And we talk a lot on this podcast. We talk so much about allowing ourselves to have hard emotions, allowing ourselves to sit with sadness and grief and anger and all this stuff. But it's an equally big thing to be like when there is suffering in the world especially if you're an empath like you or someone who really feels deeply about the state of the world in, in general. When I have friends who suffer, when there's a pandemic, like, can I have permission to mm -hmm. enjoy my life, to yeah. feel happy, even though there is still sadness around? That's huge. It is. Yes. It's not super easy. I don't no, know. you're like squirming in your seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. This, uh, bad conscience is something I'm struggling with and so unnecessary, I guess. Uh, or it's, yeah, it's unnecessary to have bad conscience if you're not like doing something good out of it. I mean, there's, there are things I could do. If I really feel bad about having a, such a good life, I should put more energy into making it better for others or, you know. But you but do already. I, no, I do. I do. I try. But, um, but yeah. It's, no, but that it's discomfort is like a good place to marinate. Mm -hmm. We had such a beautiful moment. Your mom turned 70 when she was here yeah. and rented a house on the ocean. And we had like a really beautiful dinner. Your whole family and Dennis and Patrick's family and Dennis and, and I. Mm -hmm. And we got into this really beautiful conversation about our childhood, like about our teenage mm -hmm. year. It almost became like a confessional yeah. <laughs> for your parents. <laughs> where we start talking about all the silly, crazy, wild things that we did. And your parents are sharing stories about like things they knew were going on. It was just so, so, so fun. <laughs> But I was sharing the story about like that I think about often that how... Uh, you and me and Daniela like our little trio of best friends when we were when we were teens we were ha talking about stuff and I had a lot of trauma and she had a lot of trauma and you had a moment where you were really vulnerable and sad because you felt like you, I haven't had enough trauma <laughs> <laughs> almost like even then like we were like 15 yeah. almost like I do I have permission to to feel good you know mm -hmm. like I don't have all this stuff like mm -hmm. so many people have all this stuff and that's that that on its own is a challenge you know it's like a big thing to work with like permission to enjoy my life you know and for so many people it's like permission to be sad permission to mm -hmm. go through the hard stuff and for you it's like wow mm -hmm. it's like yeah. a blessing and a curse somehow in like a it's in, weird yeah it is but um I'm working on it so I'm not in the bubble. <laughs> You're not in the bubble. Life is wonderful. It's perfect. Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. So, okay, speaking of childhood, a lot of people wanted to know what is the wildest or craziest or like craziest story from our teenage years? Like what is something really bizarrely wild? we did when we were little and I kind of love that question because we were talking about so many with your parents present which mm -hmm. I like I lo love love your parents were like everybody's parents when we went to high school they were they're still the coolest like you have cool parents I really have cool parents yeah I I told them now that like growing up I really 
genuinely felt that my strongest side like my best feature is my family my parents mm -hmm. that they're cool because if i had a friend i always felt like yeah if you like me you should you, you, should should wait until you should meet my family and then you're stuck <laughs> and it's true and it's true <laughs> yeah it's true so, and your mom was saying like all your old friends from way back in the day they still reach out to her and tell her happy birthday yeah. like everyone still knows your parents yeah Yeah, and even when that. you moved out of the house, they were saying when all your, all you and your sisters moved out, that friends of yours would still come by. Yeah, definitely. And just hang out. Mm -hmm. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, that's very nice. <laughs> but we did that. do a lot of a lot of wild things. Yeah, but like the wildest, what what would that be? Those those <laughs> things we can't even talk about <laughs> can't anymore. Talk about them anymore. Mm -hmm. I remember stealing your moped. You had a chow. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a what do you do you call it a moped in, in, in like american English? it's like a, like a scooter but it looks like a almost like a bike yeah and you kick it you, you kickstart yes. it like you have to kick it with yeah. your foot what do you call that i don't even know mm. it was like i remember being a teenager there was different levels of scooters we were allowed and that kind you were allowed you can only no, go no, it, no it, that one was a moped it was a but it just oh, so looked it like, like a humble little it thing it was like an incognito <laughs> thing yeah. Oh my god! No, but I to me that's one of the at least when I think about like wild things that I that I did. We had a there was a party on the beach in in Stiklinge yeah. where where I lived, and like the whole school was there. Everyone I don't even know what kind of party. Why why would they allow those parties? Like everyone knew the whole school knew. Everybody went to the beach and got yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that was just okay. Yeah, well, we had different meeting places like that. <laughs> we had a lot of them. Yeah. I wonder what I, I wonder what, what my mom was thinking at the time. I really think she didn't know. Like at that time, I don't think she knew what yeah. I was up to. And then I remember like we were at, I don't know if you were at there the whole time. At, like I was at Sarah's house and I drank an entire bag and box wine. You know, those like boxed, there's boxed wine now that's like a liter. But these boxed mm -hmm. wines were like three liters of wine. It's like three or four bottles of wine in one box. Mm -hmm. I drank an entire one of those. I was probably like 90 pounds. Like I was like super skinny little 15 year old. And then I saw you on the beach and we had just kind of gotten to know each other. Like I, we didn't know. It was like right when school started. I was just meeting everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you mm -hmm. and I were in Spanish class together. Mm -hmm. And I thought you were so cool. And you had this cool scooter. <laughs> You're like, cool. me? Cool. Yeah. And... And I was like, I really need to go get some cigarettes. Like, I need, really need need a scooter. Can someone, like, borrow me? And you're like, yeah, here you go. Take my keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I took Olivia's little scooter and drove all across the island, like, where we lived. Yeah. Went to the gas station, used my fake ID that said I was, like, seven years older than I was. And bought cigarettes, put my earphones in, like, I was listening to my iPod. This is, like so many dangerous things at the yeah. same time drunk out of my mind like so 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 drunk and apparently the cops said later that they had followed me a long time because i was like going across the lanes on the road they it was so visible that i was really drunk and they had the lights on and they had the sound on on the police car but because i was listening blasting hip-hop on my headphones i didn't see them like i didn't oh my god that. i almost feel bad still for lending you that moped <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're still squirming like <laughs> oh god and uh, no finally i stopped and i was like oh shit and it was a big van and i remember <laughs> i had to blow in the thing like for my alcohol level and i made a huge theatrical dramatic like show of having asthma so actually i can't blow in this thing oh my god <laughs> Now, the most like, annoying the teen most ever. Annoying thing ever. And I remember, like the fifth time, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> pretending I'm full force blowing into this thing. I'm like, I'm you just went to buy cigarettes, but you're asthma and you can't blow into the thing. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> and this cop was like, "Okay, this is your last chance. If you can't do it here, you got to do it by blood, which means we gotta go to the hospital, and you will be there all night." hospital and then the station so you can choose this is your last chance and i'm like oh fuck okay and i blow in the thing and i had like for an uh, they said for an adult man i would be fucked up mm. 1.7 like promille whatever that like really 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 high and then it was a whole ordeal i had to go to the police station i had to spend the night in the cell i had to like it was deeply 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 awful and the worst part about it is i wasn't allowed to get my driver's license they like pushed my like for a car 
And it was the biggest secret we had in the family. Like my dad was not allowed to find out that I had a DUI at 15 and I wasn't allowed to get my driver's license. So it was so everyone covered, like my whole family and all my friends covered for me for like four years. (laughs) Really? He he found out on my student, like on my graduation party, when my mom read the list of things I put her through. (laughs) That's that's one of the things that we found out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had a I, lot of... I feel like that's not even, like, close to the wildest thing. No, it was pretty calm in how it, like, ended. Yeah. But we've had a lot of trips and a lot of... We've done a lot of trips. Like, we've done a lot, lot of things, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you sold necklaces on the, on the beach in Colombia for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's helping out a friend. Helping out a friend. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the I good mean, times. stores in Latvia and all these things, yeah. Yeah, we've danced on a lot of bars. A lot of bars. Yeah. Do you regret anything? No. Well, lending you that moped. (laughs) (laughs) That's your one regret. Yes. You will be on your deathbed. Oh, I shouldn't have lent Rachel that moped. (laughs) Yeah, but really, like, and it's wild. Out of all the really wild, and we drank so much. Like, our whole teenage years, we drank so much. Mm. And smoked so many cigarettes and did so many bad things. And trusted everyone and went home with strange guys and groups and parties and places we like mm. didn't know like we did re- reckless stuff that Very we never things. wanted yeah our, we would never want our kids to do or know or no or no <laughs> when they're 32 yeah. we can talk about it Maybe. but so we don't actually i don't have anything to regret because nothing bad ever happened you know yeah knock on wood my god we've been kind of lucky very lucky i think yeah yeah no well lucky and I think maybe that goes for both of us that we actually have some common sense in the background somewhere. I mean, I think I, yeah, even if I got drunk and so I never lost control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're similar like that. Yeah, because losing control is like the worst thing that can happen to me. So you and I were always like the ones who would take care of the person who was throwing up somewhere. Or passed out somewhere. Like we would be the one who like would get that person home. We were never the ones passed out. I had one and that was like my first real. When? Uh, Which one was drunk. that? But that was um, really, really early on when I just switched schools to the Swedish school. And we were at my, one of my friend's um, parents' places and we discovered their uh, liquor <laughs> shelf and just started taking a little bit of sip of, of all, the, all the bottles together with concentrated juice because we thought maybe that it would go out faster into the butt horrible so horrible many. thing oh. uh, yeah i ended up on the bathroom floor uh, throwing up and calling my dad asking. oh and he came <laughs> yeah he came so yeah i never did that again that was the right. only time right right you never want to end up in that place Mm-mm. yeah so maybe it isn't luck maybe it is like a bit of i think a, a bit, bit of a bit of common sense because we definitely had those friends who didn't who always ended up in ended a up really like in a bad place. way somehow yeah. and who always needed help or always yeah I and mean, you and i were not those those people again we were always so mature <laughs> <laughs> everyone mature listening to this mature. is like what even hey i gotta go back to my oh shit, shit. okay let's uh, <laughs> let's do a lightning round of uh, of uh, let's do a lightning round of questions um what's the secret to the time capsule you've both created because neither of you have aged oh wow <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question at all. Dude, I feel like I've aged so much. Me too. I think about it all the time. You look so old. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think about that about myself all the time. Like, do you ever think about like, should should you start coloring your hair or should you start getting Botox or doing stuff that like a lot of our friends are doing? Does, no, does the thought I hit you? I actually don't. Okay, I don't God. think about it. But I don't know what. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have time to think about it right now. <laughs> a Who friend, has time for wrinkles? A friend of, of Patrick's family um, told me like, hey, I was talking to a friend the other day and we, you know, we follow you on social media and you're so much prettier in real life. In, in, on Instagram, you're not so pretty. <laughs> Who said that? Who said Amy. that? Amy. Amy. Oh, and she means it so well. So well. So well. You know, I mean, and it, but I actually, I was thinking about it afterwards. I'm like, that makes me pr- pretty happy because then I'm not trying to project a, a fake uh, 
picture of myself somehow. Right. I mean, much worse to have it the other way the around. The other way around, to be yeah. prettier online than you are in person. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> then it's like, okay, real. Yeah. But then it's also, we put so much weight behind this. And I don't know if it is like living on an island. Maybe I also live in the bubble of my own. I don't know. Maybe. But it's also who you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with people who talk about aging all the time, who talk about wrinkles, who talk about, yeah, I don't want to get older, oh, I look horrible, or <clears throat> then you start to also feel that way, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I don't have any people in my life at all. I don't, in my close, among close people who no. talk like that or who... No. Who do st- not hating on anybody who wants to get Botox like I know so many people do and if that feels good and aligned with you great like go for it yeah but yeah so don't start because then I'm gonna start to then you, don't start to. Okay, you influence <laughs> me so so much okay with your perfect skin we'll see when I start having having time to think about how horrible all my wrinkles and my hair is and everything that I'll, I'll let you know <laughs> you took a photo of me the other day what was it? I Yeah, I had an acupuncture thing in my ear. Oh, yeah, you took right. a photo of me and I looked at it later and I'm like, wait, I have that many gray it's hairs. Gray hairs? I have, I, it's like my whole side of my head is white and I don't see that in the but mirror. And I was pretty. like, whoa. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to start the process of like dyeing your hair because then you have to do that all the time. I don't have yeah. time for that. Mm-mm. Like I have, or like if I have the budget to five <laughs> hours to sit in the chair, like, or, you know, I'm going to want to use those five hours to like, yeah, go for a run. Oh. Can we talk about running a little bit? Yeah, you haven't been. So yesterday... Oh, I was so happy when you passed by, by the way, with the car. And you were like, go, 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 go. Yes. You look so good when you're running. And you I was like, looked so good. But you don't even know. Leah and I were driving from the beach. And then I, every time I see anyone run these days, because I, I found my love for running. And now I didn't run for two fucking months. But every time I see someone run, I'm like, oh. And then I saw this girl running. And she looked so good. Like, just like very confident and elbows it was like good form really? and running pretty fast because i was driving fast and the person was to, and i'm like oh that shirt looks familiar that looks almost like that shirt that olivia has and i'm like i know that but <laughs> <laughs> and then i passed you and i was like go 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 it really gave me the energy for my last for your last lap. part yeah oh man but i've always loved running and you're you've been such like, a good runner you've been like what are you doing this i never understood you Mm. and you would be like i'm just going for a quick little run and run 7k that was like a quick little run especially when you lived here yeah before before (laughs) when you lived here you would do that in Mm. the sun Mm. and i'm like this to me feels like a superhuman trait yeah so how is running for you now how is self-care with two kids like so good (laughs) not there You had a run yesterday. <laughs> no, I did, oh. I've, I've become much better. I mean, I've had much more time for it now. Head has been uh, particularly attached to me um, much more than, than Hunter was. So, and I've let let it happen. So I, it's a choice I make also to, to like not try to change it so much because mm. I feel she needed that. So yeah, the time has been very scarce, but I'm getting much better at it. And running is definitely the first thing I do then. Mm-hmm. definitely it's just so easy as well you can just like go it is like your thing yeah maybe <laughs> when, when i started running i did a podcast on running and i was trying to identify this longing i've had my whole life to be a runner like where does it come from what if it's you <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> i'd like to think so <laughs> all along you've influenced me and i don't even acknowledge it <laughs> no but really yeah but i i hope that would be nice if i influenced you in a positive way like that um i mean running is like when you get to that nice feeling of freedom when you run it's so nice oh, i miss it i asked my acupuncturist today i said i'm thinking about going for a run actually i was thinking about spin class on friday i don't know why, why. and she was like absolutely not like you have a lot of heart fire right now and you have to wait for this cough to go away. No, you can do yoga. Permission to do yoga. And I was like, okay, fine. Yes. Do you want to go to yoga with me I tomorrow? Do. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for coming hey, on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it passed way too fast and I got to run home. I know you got to go home to your kid. Every time I have a guest on the show, I like to end just asking for everybody listening what is something we can do to be of service mm. to you? Nice. Right now. Yeah. For me. For you. Oh, oh my God. I oh, thought, no. For I me. Thought, what can we do for the listeners? And then you like collect <laughs> answers. And then I don't know. <laughs> for me. Uh, for wait. little old me. What? Mm-hmm. What? What 
is something you can do for me i don't know try <laughs> be patient with yourselves mm. <laughs> i know i'm trying to work on that with me i'd love it if everyone could do that as well i think that helps everybody around as well if you have patience with yourself you also have patience you mean patience with yourself like in how you grow or how in what yeah way? you're <clears throat> the limitations you have in the moment um, if you have patience with them and they will go away and if you have yeah if you just let yourself not be perfect all the time and then you will also let other people not be perfect which is a really good thing mm. i like love it when people write to me and say like i love that you are not perfect <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a really good compliment mm. i feel permission to be human yeah Yeah, you give me permission to be human all the time. You too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for coming to On the Heart Part. <laughs> On the Heart Part. <laughs> See you next time. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and thank you to my best friend Olivia for joining me on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.